Hello, Carmen. Hi, Jim. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. All right. How about yourself? Good, 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 good. As we were preparing to hit the air right here, I, I did a little movement saying we were switching from our conversation a little bit into yeah. getting back on our focus, which uh, we were talking about law and grace. Yeah, last week. Yeah. That's what we were on. Right, and then kind of felt we should carry that on a little bit because there's a lot of confusion in a lot of people's minds. Oh, yeah. You know? Uh, sometimes when you emphasize grace, and I, I, I do, I emphasize grace. I mean, that's just the kind of person I am. I do, I emphasize grace. I recognize my need of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank God for His grace, you know what I mean? Uh, one of my favorite verses of Scripture is Galatians two twenty and 21. Uh, so I, I would have to say I'm definitely a, a grace preacher and teacher. But I recognize the fact that that, that, that Jesus did not did not uh, do away with the law. They, That's right. What's the term that they use? Antinomian? What was the term? Antinomianism. Antinomianism. I don't fall in that category. Right. Uh, you know, I don't believe that the law was done away. I believe that it was That's right. fulfilled. That's right. And Because uh, that, that's what the scriptures say. It was fulfilled. Yes. But I do believe that it was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. I don't believe that we're waiting on some kind of fulfillment of the law. Yes. I believe that when Jesus came and lived a sinless life, he fulfilled the law. Well, if <clears throat> if he did not fulfill it, we're then bad, he was wrong. We're in bad shape. Yeah, because he, <laughs> he said... Because we I, can't fulfill it. I came to fulfill the law. That's right. So that means when he says, it is finished... He was wrong. Uh, he was wrong. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, That's the bottom line. Yeah, exactly. So people cannot say that... Uh, well, you know, just everything you were saying. Uh, no, Jesus fulfilled the law. So Amen. therefore, uh, it is not done away with. Now, here's another point, Carmen. I'll kind of pride things along a little bit and I'll put you on the hot seat. Here's another thing. I mean, some people make it seem like if you believe in the gifts of the Spirit and in the movement of God through His Holy Spirit now, yes. this day, God moving in the miraculous and everything else. That's right. That somehow you are not a person of the word or of the Bible. Right. Somehow you don't value God's scripture in the way that you should. Yes. What do you think about that? Well, okay. You put me in the hot seat? Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so. Just just tell me what you uh, think about that. Okay. I'll tell you what I think. Okay. I think they're wrong. And this is why. Because I know there is a, there was a stream out there that are called cessationists. Uh-huh. Cessationists believe that the the gifts of the Spirit, the miraculous works of God, they ceased mm-hmm. with the end of the first century, with with the dying off of the twelve apostles, mm-hmm. and um, and and yet and yet we have documented evidence all through Scripture of God working. With through the gifts, sure, he, he gives gifts to men and, uh, and and so forth, and you see it in scripture. So, <clears throat> those that those that are cessationists, I'm going to say it just very bluntly, sure. they're unbiblical, sure, because there's no place in scripture uh, unless they use some screwy hermeneutics, some screwy interpretation, which has been used to prove their point. I, and I think that they violate what they say they appreciate. Yes, I, I really do, Carmen. I think that's exactly I, right. I Go think, ahead. I think that they misinterpret and gl- and 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 go gloss over yes uh, major portions of scripture. They do in order to prove their 
supposed theological point. Right. And this proved another point about the gifts of the Spirit still being valid. That's right. In our day. And and I know where it comes from, Carmen. It comes from a lot of these people. It comes from a lot of the teachers who have gone to, to cemeteries. I mean, seminaries. <laughs> we're, you're, you're right the first time. <laughs> we're, 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 where they fed upon doctrine from, quote, other Bible teachers, yes. theologians, from past century, early part of mm-hmm. 20, 20th century, past century, like, uh, I'll name a name, like Benjamin Warfield and a couple okay, of the other yep. ones. And that's where it came from. It came from them feeding upon secessionists. Exactly. And you know something, Jim? The other thing that goes with that is this, that uh, when you mention seminary, sure, that's academia. That's right. That, that promotes and elevates the intellect. That's right. Everything is intellectual, so forth, and and you do not see Jesus teaching in that way. No. Now, I don't want to get back into that, but as a result of that, so they do not go by experience. Everything has to be by the intellect and, and the written words. That's see? right. Now, there's nothing wrong with the written word, obviously, but the their interpretation of the written word is what is the problem. And you and I both know and I'm sure our listeners know, there are very renowned Bible teachers sure. today that are way off base sure. because they have listened to this garbage, and that's what I will call it, garbage about uh, the, the, cessationists, uh, the cessationist movement whereby, oh, the gifts of the Spirit are not for today, uh, the, uh, the, power, the, the miraculous power of God is not for today, and they have to twist and distort Scripture in order to prove their doctrinal points. When people start doing that, then um, I have a real problem because what they've done, they've emasculated the Word of God. Mm. They've emasculated Christianity so that it's impotent, has no more power. Well, they've, and, they've, they've emasculated it in their own minds and they preach, they preach, that's right. and they preach a poisonous doctrine. Poison. That it has no basis in it's, Scripture. It's toxic. That's right. It has no basis exactly. in Scripture. Yeah. Exactly. So I understand what you say by emasculate. Because yeah. see, nobody can really emasculate the Scripture. No, no. That's right. I understand what you're saying. The, the, yeah. the, let me put it this way. They have that's right. an emasculated Christianity. That's right. That's see? Right. Because right. of their particular belief system. That's right. Uh, but, but the Scripture is not emasculated. No. The Scripture always will be just as God intends it to be. That's right. It's what we've done with it that has caused our particular approach to Scripture. And, and you see... Because you see, uh, uh, the, word, the Word of God is quick. And powerful. It's powerful. And it's sharper. sharper than any two-edged sword. Exactly. Able to divide asunder. Yes, yes. Between soul and spirit. Yes. Ooh, man, that's, that's more powerful than atomic power. That's right. That, that, that is incredible. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, so people think they have to defend the word. They right. don't have to defend the word. Believe me, God has got this thing under control. Exactly. You know what I mean? You exactly. don't, you don't got to defend the word. All you have to do is keep your focus on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> You know, there's a statement that I thought of, and I yeah. just looked it up when you were talking sure. about all of that. 
and it's Hebrews 1.3. It says, and he, referring to Jesus, right. and he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature. That's right. And upholds all things. Here's what I was, by the word, word of, of his power. power. It doesn't right. say the power of his word. That's right. It says the word of his power. The word and, of and, his and, power. And what these uh, cessationists have done, they have stripped the, they have stripped uh, God in their own experience. That's right. In their own experience. They've stripped God of his power. That's right. Because they've distorted the word of God. That's right. And as I said, and I'm not going to name names, but there are some very renowned Bible teachers whose books uh, sell very well and who are exalted, who are cessationists, and uh, they're thought of as dynamic Bible teachers. And they are dead wrong. And, now, and I'm not it, saying everything they, well, they say is I, wrong. I understand what you're saying, and I know why you come at this so strong, because it's not a light thing. This it is isn't. really not a light thing. I, I was having a conversation with, uh, I'll put it on the air, with my daughter. You know what I mean? Okay. And, and, and my daughter, she's, she's very conservative for a young person. Yes. And uh, goes to a Reformed church, a Presbyterian church, and uh, very much values the scriptures and everything mm-hmm. like that. And... Uh, and uh, and she was sharing with me uh, how she is, and I think she's confused because because I think she is open to the gifts of the spirit. I think she's just confused right now. Okay, she, she'll come around. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, I've walked through some things with her, and I've seen God move miraculous. So uh, I don't know. So what, you, you I don't know, know better. What, I don't know what she's saying, but yes. it'll, it'll all come together in the end. But anyway, when we were talking, and she was talking about a certain Bible teacher. And uh, and how he taught, but see, I could tell from her conversation, and she even mentioned it out of her own mouth. A lot of this is reactionary to a lot of watered down, flaky ministry and preaching that, mm-hmm. that is going on in in in, in 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 the church. Right, certain segments of the church that identify mm-hmm. themselves as being evangelical to a large extent, yes. but they are they are so off base. You know, that's what I mean? right. Like, I'll just put this on the air right now. Starting this month, as this program is being recorded, it's probably already on the air right now. There's a program, and I'm not trying to promote it, but it's called Preachers of L.A. Yes. I'm not going to watch that program. No. I mean, it is so ridiculous, you know what I mean? But what it emphasizes is the fact that these guys are living large out in L.A., just like the movie stars and everybody right. else, and they're preachers. And they're just people like everybody else, you know what I mean? And it's a man-centered gospel it that is. they're preaching. It is. I totally, totally yes. man-centered. Yes. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, to be fair, I watched one of the more prominent ones involved in this, and I watched the sermon he was preaching, if you want to call it that, and it was well over an hour, and I, I was looking at almost timing it. He took the first five minutes or so, he did an introduction and then he, after that, he did about five minutes. So the first five minutes was kind of like an introduction. And then he did like five minutes to, which I would say was God-centered. Mm-hmm. The rest of it was all man-centered. There you and go. then at the end, he kind of threw it back to God-centered for, mm. couple, for a couple minutes. Almost like to validate the message. Yeah, okay. but, it, but it was not a God-centered message at all. Yes. Listening to that message would not move me to a place of worshiping mm-hmm. God. Okay, okay, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, and see, and so a lot of times you have these. Matter of fact, I had to wash. I had to get take a bath. I, had, <laughs> I went. I, I went after I got done looking at. It, I went and watched somebody who was was preaching God centered. <laughs> yeah, just so yeah. I could just take a bath, kind of like to, 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 to get get over yes. that junk. You know. What yeah. I mean? 
And, and so uh, th- this is, we talked uh, on the last program about this. This is all the more reason, uh, well, two things I would bring up. is all the more reason why we really need to press into Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we really need to be in community with those who are pressing into Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because we have on the one side, those that you just referred to that are preaching and adhering to a man-centered gospel, and we're against and that kind that. of we're against Absolutely. that kind of stuff. Just like uh, just like the ones who say they're cessationists are against it. that kind of stuff. That's I it. I mean, we're both against that. We kind agree of with. Stuff. We agree. We both value that. the word enough to know That's that it. this stuff is wrong. That's it. Yeah. So you have those on the one side, then you have the cessationists on the other side, and I think this is where I think of the 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 word in Isaiah where the Lord says. And you'll hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Yeah. A- and uh, uh, the, the preceding statement before that says, when you turn to the right or to the left, you hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Because we need to stay so focused on Jesus that we do not veer to the right or to the left, to either one of these camps, because they're both wrong. And uh, when we get sidetracked into that, then we are really not... Uh, proclaiming the gospel as we see it in scripture we are not proclaiming the gospel of jesus the gospel of the kingdom the god is the same gospel that the apostles proclaimed the same possible the same gospel that paul proclaimed all of that uh it, it falls prey to these varying views that we have and uh uh we're only we're only doing harm i think to our listeners to get involved in all of that stuff, I will call it, yeah. that uh, really isn't uh, the truth uh, that, uh, that Jesus came to proclaim uh, and that he came to fulfill. What I find, Carmen, is that people who gravitate towards many of these preachers that you identify as being cessationists, who many times value themselves as being people of the Bible. Yes, and what's that word you used in the last program? Bibliolators. Bibliolators or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, they almost make the Bible an idol. Yeah. And that's, 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 it. that's a strong statement, but it borders on that almost. Yeah. It smacks of that. You know, Jesus talked about how he talked to him. He talked to some people who were like that, and he told him, he said, you search the scriptures. He said, you... But there he you said, go. That's good. But, go ahead. Well... What did he say? He said, you, 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 you pride yourself pretty much on searching yeah. the scriptures and stuff, but these are those that speak of me. Yes, yes, exactly. You, you see? Exactly. And so that's where I have a problem many times, Carmen, is because the focus has to be on Jesus. Yes, yes. Jesus Christ from Genesis all the way through to Revelation, mm-hmm. from Genesis 1-1 to the end of the Bible, mm-hmm. focus on Jesus. Jesus is the one who fulfills the law. He is the express image of the invisible God. Yes. I mean, come on, let's be for real here. It's all about him. That's right. And you know something, Jim? I think what we have been unaware of, and that is this, that uh, a, lot of, a lot of these uh, that come out of seminary, now, I'm not saying everyone, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying every seminary is bad, I, because I know of uh, people, and I'm sure you do too, that uh, have been to seminary, and, you know, uh, they're good people and they everything. Are. Are. And, and, uh, but uh, when, we, when we look at all of this, the seminary comes out of a Greek mindset. That's right. And what we don't recognize is that we have turned Western Christianity into a... a um, 
into a philosophy. Well, the seminary, philosophy. when you say it comes out of Greek mindset, the Greeks had the school of the philosophers. Exactly. And, you know, and what, what many people don't realize is this, that the early church fathers, we're not talking about the apostles now, we're talking uh, about the early church fathers. You know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, the early church fathers, before many of them who uh, <clears throat> are exalted now and, and lifted up as, as great saints and so forth, the fathers of the faith, Many of this, before their conversion, they were Greek philosophers. That's right. And so when they came to Christ, they brought philosophy right in with them. That's right. And so Christianity became a, a great philosophy now. That's right. And, and, uh, and Paul even speaks about, don't get caught up in philosophy and all of this stuff here. Uh, it, it's almost like Paul knew what was coming. He knew And was so coming. Christianity has deteriorated into this philosophy, and a philosophy deals with abstracts, with concepts, That's with right. ideas. That's right. See? Uh, whereas Christianity deals with a person, Jesus, see, and a relationship. They are as far apart. They are as different as day and night. And we wonder why people get turned off with, um, with Christian preaching and everything because we're preaching these abstract concepts. They don't want that. Well, well like I said, um, now I'll put my daughter back on the hot seat again. She listens to the podcast, so she'll really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> you will hear from her as soon as she well, hears this. Well, no, no, listen, listen, I'm, I'm her father. I reserve the right to do this. Anyway, she was. She had been listening, obviously, to this one Bible teacher, and because she sent me a YouTube link to okay. this person being interviewed by another person, uh, <clears throat> and uh, and so this person is known as a very good Bible teacher. Yes. Uh, but what you're talking about with concepts, yes. he's a very good systematic Bible teacher. Now, but here's the thing, Carmen. Jesus didn't teach this way. No, he didn't. No, he so, did so, not. So what I did is, what I did is, I gave her a link to another Bible teacher, and I'll name this person. His name is Malcolm Smith. Yes. And I gave her a link to this person, and said, "You might want to look into some of this here." Yes. Because he he tells stories, and he takes you into the Bible, and he shares stories, and you see the the great themes of the Bible. He does it just like Jesus. He did. does it just like Jesus. Yes. This is how I saw how Jesus would do. Yes. It. And and what happens is that you get revelation and understanding. Yes. You yes. don't just get a vague concept and you can argue. Right. See, the one one leads to this argumentative act, That's right. attitude that where you can try to argue a concept. But I don't believe people really get changed through arguing no, concepts. You they know what I mean? They do not. That's I, right. Listen, I, I think it's just a debate. Even if you get somebody to say uncle... They, I don't think it really changes them. Right. I think what changes a person is when you engage their hearts and minds. Yes. And they're brought into a story, and they begin to see God. They begin to see things in an entirely different way. Yes. And they see Jesus. They see they see Jesus. Yes. And and this is what changes them. See, the the concepts and ideas deal with the mind. Sure. Stories deal with the heart. That's right. And see, it's the heart that God is after. It, it wants to change. A lot of people, they get... They because if the heart is changed, it will affect the mind. Exactly, exactly. You see, people don't understand this. If there is a heart change that is at yes. a deep level, it will affect your mind. And see... But, from, but, but, uh, but you can have a lot of mind activity take place, but it never oh, affects your absolutely. heart. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. see, philosophy deals with the mind. It sure. doesn't deal with the heart. No. Philosophy deals with the mind, and Christianity as we know it has become largely a philosophy oh, sure. because we, we have these, uh, we call it apologetics. 
we argue Christianity. We state the case for Christianity and so forth. Now, believe it or not, God has even used these uh, these uh, concoctions of men sure. to bring people to the Lord. Sure. See, but but it's not the best. No. It, 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 it's it's our ideas of doing it. Sure. When in reality, God said, you know, I, I keep on going back to what Jesus says. Come on, He says, take my yoke upon you. Uh, learn from me, he says. <laughs> learn from me. We, no, we learn from the, from the philosophers, at least in the West, and uh, we put together this, what we call, systematic theology. Well, systematic theology comes from Greek philosophy. It comes from Aristotle. Sure. And here we are thinking that, wow, we're, we're going to present this uh, great case for Christianity, and it comes straight out of pagan philosophy. Sure, sure. Sure. You, you, you're right. You're absolutely right. And, and, I can't add anything to and, that. And, and we wonder why why uh, we have no uh, uh, why we have no power. Well, there's very little power, Carmen. Yeah. That that takes place, and because of uh, because of wrong emphasis, which mm-hmm. leads to wrong teaching. You know. Listen, you can you can have a wrong emphasis, and two two people could have the same Bible. Yes. One can have an emphasis upon Jesus Christ uh-huh. to worship him and, to, and, to, and to stay focused upon Jesus. The other person can have an emphasis upon what they can just find out in the scriptures to use as a weapon. Right, right. Because of the different emphasis, when those two people go to the, the Bible, they're going to get something different out of Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yes. Why? Because of the emphasis. Right. You follow what I'm saying? They go into it in a different way. Yes. Now, listen, Jim, you know this as well as I do, and I bet you a bunch of our listeners do too, that, <clears throat> that there have been all kinds of, um, there's been all kinds of axioms and hypotheses that put into place that they get from Scripture. How to, be, how to grow rich using Bible principles. In proof fact, texting. Uh, proof texting. It's called proof texting. A- and in fact, there's one... Uh, there's but, 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 it's called proof texting, but... Cessationists and people who pride themselves on being scriptural, they do it too. Oh, absolutely. They, they proof text Bible. Sure they do. Sure they do. Yeah. But uh, there, there's one thing I've seen online so many times. I haven't gone to it. Yeah. But uh, there, there's one thing that's online now, and it's about, I don't even know who the person is. But this guy has made millions, and he, he's done it by using the principles of the Bible. See? Wow. Now, <clears throat> now because, because it's truth. Sure. Truth is going to work regardless, see. But what I'm saying is, here's somebody that's using it for himself. Is, is that going to get him uh, into eternal life with God? No. But he's going to get, he's getting good stuff. So here's somebody that's getting rich by the Bible. There's others that put together uh, whole diets by the Bible. You're going to be healthier if you eat uh, the biblical diet and that kind of thing. And I said, well, that's well and good. But that doesn't do... Uh, well, I was go- I'm not going to use the word I was going to yeah. use. Uh, uh, it's, it doesn't do a thing That's right. as far as <clears throat> my heart relationship to Jesus, That's right. my heart relationship to the Father through Jesus, by and through the Holy Spirit. That's right. Uh, and um, That's we right. just, we, 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 so we use the Bible for all kinds of things, see, well, well, we use for it, our own perspective. That's right. And what, it happens, what happens, Karma, is that it will lead us many times into a type of pride. To where we have Absolutely. to where we have these preconceived ideas about things, mm-hmm. and it becomes structures. It becomes like strongholds, and it's very diff- difficult to penetrate it. 
all strongholds aren't just built off of total pagan ideas. Right. Many strongholds are built on <clears throat> misapplication of the scripture. That's right. And that's a, that's a strange thing to say. I was just thinking of an illustration. I watched a documentary. It was about 43 minutes on uh, Susan Boyle. Okay. A uh, uh, famous singer now who won a competition over in England. And uh, she didn't actually win the competition. She came in second. But this, this lady was very plain looking. Yes. You would call her homely, very plain looking, nothing, wasn't beautiful, anything like that. And many other people, because of their preconceived ideas, they thought when she opened up her mouth, she was going to sound like Donald Duck or something. Yeah, like yeah. Well, what happened is that this beautiful, angelic voice came out of yes. this woman that captured the heart of these people. And they stood up cheering. Like and the, the judges. The, in the middle of the song. Yes. I, I watched her singing, and she was over in Japan, and she was singing a song. I'm telling you, Carmen. She was singing this song, and 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 the guy that was her manager it almost brought tears to her mm. eyes. It almost brought tears to my eyes. Yeah, because she won't sing a song unless she can fill it. Okay, that that's what the recording guy was saying. She has to fill it. Okay, she said other people can sing the songs, but Susan is such that she has, has to, to feel. The song. She has to fill the song. And when you find out something about her history and everything like that. A lot of it is built up off of emotions. Mm. She was a very lonely individual, very lonely person. And and right now, so now, there are people, there was a group of ladies when she was in New York who came to see her, right? And I don't know what her faith is like. She probably is Catholic. She's from Scotland, you know what I mean? But Or Presbyterian. Or maybe Presbyterian. But anyway, there was a group of people who came to see her when she was in New York, like a fan club. And some of them had, like, disabilities and things mm. like that. And you knew they struggled with self-esteem issues and stuff like that. Because Susan Boyle was able to do what she did, it gave them hope. Ah, yes. See, and so they were... One one girl, she was, like, one of the survivors from the thermalhyde thing where they got oh, the, yes. deformities. She didn't have any arms or anything like that, but she was a singer. Okay. And you could see them hugging and stuff. I mean, it's a very emotional type thing. Yeah. See, the reason why I share this is because it's almost like Susan Boyle. This whole dynamic, because see, we carry preconceived ideas. Yes. Because things look a certain way. That's right. We think that's the way they have to be. We judge by the outward that, appearance. That's why the God goes to the heart. That's right. Because God knows that if He can capture our heart, He can transform our lives. That's it. That's it. Huh? The Bible says, "Be transformed by the renewing of your mind." But guess what? Your mind won't be renewed if your heart is not captured. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's That's been proven. It. it will not. Right. It won't happen. That's right. If, if it can be renewed, if your mind can be renewed without your heart being captured, then the smartest person yes. will be the most spiritual. Yes. And see, <laughs> and we and, know that's not the case. And, and, and <laughs> I, I, see, I'm glad you said that because here's what happens. We have totally ignored that truth. Sure. Because we put all the emphasis on the mind. That's right. See, we put all the emphasis on the intellect and we know that knowledge puffs up. Sure. See, pride comes from knowledge. That's right. And so why do we have a lot of people rejecting Christianity? That's right. Because one of the things that they perceive amongst Christians is that they're proud and arrogant. That's right. Well, Christianity, we this... Christianity looks like Susan Boyle. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You get me? Yes. The outward because, appearance does not look good. And because of this intellect, see, yes. because Christian, Jesus will, the, the word will offend. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it will offend. It will offend the intellect. That's right. God will offend the intellect in order to save a person's soul. Yes. He will. 
He many will. times, yeah. yeah and, and, and God, you know, he said it to Samuel when Samuel went down to Jesse's house to look for a successor Absolutely. to Saul. Absolutely. And, and, and when uh, Samuel was taken in by the appearance of these uh, studs of Jesse, his Big, sons. Big, tall guys. Yeah. yeah. And, and God says, uh-uh, none of them are it. He says, uh, you look on the outward appearance, I look in the heart. See, so you so, have any other sons? Yeah, yeah. What guy? When he's out there, guard, kid he, out there watching the run, the sheep. He's the run of the litter. Yeah, he's yeah. out there guarding the, the sheep yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Sam said, "Bring him in here. Bring him in here." And uh, <laughs> and so we, we, and, you know, and it even said Isaiah even says of Jesus. Yeah. He wasn't anything special wasn't to look comely. at. He wasn't coming. You know, and, and uh, no. so we we see that God puts no. Um, uh, he doesn't hype things he up. He doesn't give a big emphasis in upon fact, the outward appearance. Here's what is interesting. When when he gave the instructions to build the tabernacle, the outside of the tabernacle was covered with badger skins and everything. <laughs> it, there was no beauty in it at all. Some people <laughs> said, I don't even want to go in there. All the beauty was on the inside. That's right. The gold and everything and That's the right. furniture, it That's was right. on the inside. It was That's hidden. Right. But right. the outside, it's just covered with animal and skins. That, and that was a picture of how God created us. Exactly. Because the beauty is on the inside. And we keep on... Listen, <laughs> as long as we emphasize the outside... We have the mindset of the world. What's priceless in God? A meek and a quiet spirit. Spirit, exactly. But see, what's priceless to the world? Yeah. All the glamour and the looks yeah. from the outside. Yeah. So uh, it, it's built. It's a billion-dollar industry. Sure. The cosmetic industry sure. and to look good. The fashion and clothing industry. Sure. Sure. Everything is uh, the outside is emphasized, sure. and we have fallen prey to that. We have. Uh, uh, Christians in this in, in the West. We've That's fallen right. prey to that. We have not realizing how far away from the God what we have gotten that's right and so god says i need to bring you back i, I need to bring you back and see and talking about bringing back <laughs> i know what's coming jim <laughs> we, we're getting ready to go back to the place to where we we give our goodbye we sign off <laughs> we sign off until the next time all right it, it, it's been good but uh, until next time Carmen. okay jim all right